0: This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello, and welcome to Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. And on this particular podcast, we are going to be talking podcasting. Yes, a podcast about podcasts. Some very interesting stuff on the way, and the reason for it is because on Wednesday, the 25th of October, Learning Waves hosted the very first podcast day. A day like no other, a day that brought together the Luminaries, the successful podcasters and radio professionals, brought them all together in one room in the Gibson Hotel in Dublin. And the event, it was a unique opportunity to see and hear the radio industry and to explore the world of podcasting, to discover innovative strategies and to gain insights into the international podcasting landscape. It's all on the way. First, though, let's get the industry news from Hannah Casey.
1: The journalism graduate program was officially launched this week. Gathering in Galway, the graduates and trainees had the opportunity to meet in person. Stephanie Comey and Sinead Crowley from Commission to Man officially launched the program. We look forward to seeing the hard work these graduates will create over the next few months. Daniel Considine, graduate of the Learning Waves Broadcast Bootcamp 2015, has been appointed deputy editor of Shannonside Northern Sound Side News. Daniel has been working as broadcast journalist and presenter in the station since January 2021. Congratulations on this outstanding achievement. In industry news, last week was Global Media and Information Literacy Week. To mark the occasion, Media Literacy Ireland launched its Be Media Smart campaign on Tuesday the 24th of October. The aim of this campaign is to encourage people to stop, think and check that the information they are getting from whatever source is accurate and reliable. To find out more information on resources, events, and upcoming training workshops, go to bmediasmart.ie. Last week on KCLR 96FM, Brian Redman began his new show, The KCLR Daily. You can listen to the show every weekday from 10am to 1pm. Best of luck to Brian and producer Etna Quirk with the new show. Last week, David Colley from Midwest Radio celebrated 25 years on The Breakfast Show. The station marked the occasion with a celebratory special. Anton Savage has now become the anchor tenant across News Talk weekends as he now presents two flagship morning shows on the station every weekend. You can listen to Anton's shows on News Talk every Saturday from 9am to 11am and Sunday from 10am to 12pm. LMFM and Midwest Radio have signed their new 10 year contract with Commissioner Man. Both stations have signed for local broad format sound broadcasting service for their respective counties, Louth, Mead and Mayo. Go Bay FM have a new breakfast show presenter. Gary Curran is now presenting the Big Bay Breakfast every day from 7am to 9am. The independent broadcasters of Ireland are hiring a CEO. This is an excellent opportunity for an experienced candidate to shape the future media landscape in Ireland. The closing date for applications is Friday the 10th of November. For more information on this role, go to the jobs section on our website. In upcoming courses, the Leading as a Producer course begins next Tuesday in the Grand Canal Hotel Dublin. This four-day interactive course aims to give attendees the opportunity as a radio presenter to optimize their current skills and learn new skills. This practical course will feature a series of guest speakers, including Jane Kinghorn, Sue Ellis, Patrick Houghy, and Gart Hart. There are limited places left on this course. Sign up now. Also next Tuesday, AI for Marketing with Joanne Sweeney Digital Training Institute. This workshop will help attendees understand how AI can be used for marketing in radio stations and what tools can equip teams for effective marketing output, including on-air content. Do you work in social media? Legal aspects of social media will be held on Wednesday, the 15th of November with Sarah Kieran, media lawyer. Do you need to brush up on your Excel skills? On Thursday, the 16th of November, MS Excel Intermediate will be held with Mary Ward skills. Places on these courses for November are filling up fast. Make sure to secure your spot by signing up through the training calendar on our website.
0: Great work, Hannah, as always. And of course, lots of courses, lots of things going on in the radio industry at the moment. And it's always very busy and long may that last. Now... Why are we here today? We are here because of the Learning Waves podcast day, which happened in the Gibson Hotel in Dublin on Wednesday, the 25th of October. It was hosted by Patrick High, the founder of Audio Brand. And Patrick started by asking Jarlett Regan, if you haven't heard of Jarlett Regan, comedian, creator of the Irish Man Abroad podcast. Oh yeah, now you know. And Patrick started asking Jarlett exactly how
2: podcasting works as a comedian. From comedy perspective, you're going... What makes me laugh? And I've always taken that to this, that thinking what might they like is, the, is just completely wrong in my opinion. I think you have to go, what hops me out of the bed? What makes me run across the room and go, i, I got to turn this up, i got to hear that? Because that's, that's passion. Mm. And passion is at the center of podcasting. All of the great podcasts, Uh, And all of, you know, any great creation has passion at the center of it. Wondering what other people like is an answer you can't have, but you always have the answer of what you like, what you're into. So, particularly for the students, whatever niche thing you're into, whether it's hair care or sneakers, someone else shares that passion and they'll recognize it in you. And you can't fake that.
3: So it's not just what you're into, but it's also what you're good at. And the thing is, you might think, God, true crime is doing so great these days, so I'm going to go out and set out to make a true crime podcast. But maybe actually that's not what you're into. You're just doing it because you think the market's going to like it. So yeah. how important is it to tap into...
2: What you're good at. Like, it's so funny because, like, yeah, there is that side of it. You could be really good at it, and people will enjoy watching you do the thing that you're good at. But I actually think, again, similar to the comedy, people want to feel uh, or see you your growth. Like, Irishman running abroad, the funniest part of it was that I was so shit at running. I was just terrible and complaining the whole time to Sonia O'Sullivan about, my legs are sore, and she's literally going, what do you expect? You're <laughs> running. And it, in some ways, actually, it, finding what you're crap at and seeing could you get good at it is the center of so many journey podcasts that uh, that are out there. So. Yeah, definitely find something you're really good at and care about is one thing, but being crap at something is not a barrier for entry, as I've (laughs) come to. Evidently. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed,
0: sound advice from Charlotte Regan. The next panel title was Radio Stations Making Podcast. Now, this was led by Ashling Moore, senior producer at News Talk, and the producer of Inside the Crime podcast. And also Liam Thompson, the programme director at Ireland's Classic Hits and co-founder of the Smart 7 podcast. Ian Doyle, head of podcasting at Wireless Group. And also they were joined by Darren Cleary, the managing editor at Bauer Media Ireland. They started by asking... What is the difference between radio and podcasts and
4: is there an opportunity to explore a niche interest? I think from a radio point of view, we sort of look at podcasts and think, well, that's pretty much the same thing as we do, right? It's the the people talking, talking about different things. Uh, But from a podcast point of view and more importantly from an audience point of view, they're actually really different in the way that people consume them and the way they think about them. And you know, it's nice to see students here. I asked my 15 year old about what she thought the difference between radio and podcast was. And she said, and this horrified me, isn't radio just like a long podcast? <laughs> and I went, oh my God, right, okay. Because well, <laughs> it tells you a lot about where she's starting from and, and the kind of my mindset. So I think in this sort of tortured metaphor, we are the spaghetti, radio is the spaghetti. We're traditional, we're kind of served in a particular way. There's very lots of you know, ways that it's done, and that we don't mess with because that's the way the audience likes it. Podcasting is, you know, on demand, available everywhere. People sort of self-select and find stuff that they like, and really the the creator of it, as Charlotte was saying earlier, has no real control over it. People just find it, and there's some similarities between how podcasting and TikTok works as well. That the kind of, you know, you can wander into all kinds of niches on TikTok, witchcraft TikTok drain clearing TikTok, you know, that there's a whole lot of, and podcasting is similar in in that there are a whole lot of creators out there and the system sort of sorts it out itself because the audience go looking for something to entertain them, something to engage them. And it's quite different to radio. Radio is all about companionship. It's about uh, music and something in the background. It's about news and current affairs to some extent, but podcasting is really I want to learn a new thing, I want to be entertained, I want what I want is what I go and find. And it's not something that we're trained to think about from a radio point of view. So the whole mindset they run in parallel, but they're utterly different, and that's where the kind of spaghetti noodles thing came from. <laughs>
3: yeah. You're still working on it, I guess. Yeah, still Just working that, on yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, good, yeah, good start. Yeah. Um, Ashton, you're making radio and podcasts every day, <laughs> as you as you uh, explained. So, what are you? What's your take on that? The difference between the two, and how you go about making both?
5: Yeah, I think I think Liam is right. It's the on-demand element that's really important. Um, it's also about the niche areas that you can go into in podcasts that you're not as likely to do in radio. Radio is much more general. Your, your audience is broad. They're in different demographics. They're listening at different, the same time of the day, generally, unless they're listening back on a podcast. Um, I think your podcast has to be a bit like what Jarl's touched on, something you're passionate about, something you believe in. Mm-hmm. If I touch on Inside the Crime, we didn't want to make just a true crime podcast. We wanted to make a podcast that had, a, it was true crime, but it had a purpose. So it tells the person's story. You get to know the victims in that story. And ultimately, there was a goal at the end of it. Season one was about the family wanted the law changed that when someone is sentenced to murder, that it's not just this, it's a life sentence for murder, but they get out at the whim of a justice minister. And the family wanted that changed. And the year after our podcast, we can't for a second take full credit, but that law changed. And those tariffs are now going to be added to sentences. Season two was about Charles Self, who was a gay man who was murdered in his own home. And his case wasn't properly investigated because of the social circumstances at the time. We wanted to tell that story about who was Charles, what time was he living in? And 40 years later, his killer remains at large. So every season of the podcast is deeper than radio could ever be. It's more immersive. We'll talk about the magician Lachlan. Uh, It's much more immersive than radio can be. You're more of a storyteller than you are in radio and that for me is the difference in podcasting it's about bringing your listener deeper into a topic where they're distracted on the run or they don't hear the kids calling from the living room because they're listening to a podcast while they're cooking
3: ian just to to continue with yourself on this that 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 idea of of radio and podcasts working together you're doing this quite a long time so what's your experience
6: Yeah, I suppose like we, as I mentioned kind of in the intro there, like the first thing we did and we kind of nearly did it accidentally and then put more strategy around it was that we tried to kind of segment the type of content that we were going to make. So was this something that could sit within one of our radio brands? Was it something that we should, I suppose, white label, etc.? And once we did that, I suppose we'd analyze it by saying, you know, is this something that's too niche, that doesn't fit in necessarily with one of the brands? All of our radio stations as well are regionalized as well. So if we have a podcast brand that's associated directly with the radio station, it does kind of regionalize what's essentially meant to be, you know, national or international content. Um, but when I suppose we did that segmentation, it meant that we were able to focus on things that were a lot more niche. So some of the first podcasts we did uh, were a grief and breathing podcasting was the first kind of one like that in Ireland. There's a couple now, I believe, at the moment. We also did like a wedding planning podcast as well. So I was trying to look at the market as a kind of whole, see what conversations would work well in audio format. And was there anyone doing it as well? I suppose five years on when we're looking at, you know, I suppose what gaps are in the market and how to incorporate kind of our strategy around it. There's some genres that I think are just too oversaturated now. Things like parent, parenting and sport we kind of tend to stay away with. Because so you're just getting
3: into too, too competitive a space. Exactly. So
6: like, yeah. Overall, point? we've just, I suppose, kind of had a look at what's in front of us and whether we can either approach people within our own network or if we can approach companies to kind of partnership with stuff. Uh, so it's trying to, I suppose, yeah, just, just think what's what's available kind of to make.
3: Yeah. And actually, Darren, you probably, thanks Ian, you you probably have a good overview of this because. That idea, Go Loud is a, a large network and you're partnering up with people all the time, your your GoLout originals and, and various partnerships. So do you think about this idea of well what where's their oversaturation? Where's the where's the, the potential opportunity in terms of and how does that influence our formats?
7: Yeah, it's something we're acutely aware of. Like with to Ian's point, we we would try not to compete internally. There's enough competition externally without um, trying to have products that go against each other for the same audience. So we're not looking to cannibalize the same audience. I think one of the, the main areas we focused on very early on was with youth-focused audiences or places where we were under-indexing people who are probably not as radio-friendly as, as you know the youth would have been eight to 10 years ago. We had to go to their platforms, take creators that were engaging those audiences, and bring them into the audio world the podcast world so
3: talking bollocks probably being a good example of that a
7: really good example where it, we took an approach of of trying to develop a platform that championed emerging voices in Irish life and brought people who you know 10 years ago may not have had any opportunity to engage with a mainstream audio group give them the platform to do that and give them the opportunity to do that and we've seen success from it it's been an area where we've we've definitely been able to to see that that youth audience increase and particularly from a commercial perspective it's massively beneficial to be able to to reach those audiences because they haven't engaged with the likes of a news talker today fm because they're just not the right age demographic so we probably take a group wide strategic approach where you know we wouldn't go and rush an ashling murphy podcast to market because news talk have it well covered we wouldn't do a rugby world cup podcast because Uh, Off the Ball would have it well covered, but we'd look in the comedy and entertainment space where there is audience opportunities. So we would, Charlotte made a really good point, we would take an an audience first approach where we're not doing the podcast that that we think that we feel the opportunity is there for. We're, We're going after the audience, we're using the creators they're familiar with, and we're bringing people that already have an established audience and have proven that they have the charisma to draw that audience into the audio format and that's where we've had some good gains.
0: Darren Cleary there, Managing Editor at Bower Media Ireland Moving on, podcasts have got to sound right and well achieving world class sound design is very important. It's the heartbeat of any podcast. And this panel delved into the art of creating an immersive audio experience. Now, this was led by Niall Breslin, creator of Where's My Mind podcast, and Lachlan Hart, the imaging editor at Talk. And this panel revealed the secrets behind achieving world-class sound design for podcasts.
8: I think an awful lot of the sound design that you hear, there's just isn't a lot of it because podcasting has opened this huge door to so many people, which I think is incredibly exciting. We did that with music as well. And all of a sudden, anyone could make an album and that was, you know, it's Spotify. But I think the, the kind of collateral damage is audio quality. Mm. And we're seeing huge issues with And what, what happens with the ears, it's important that people know this, the ears fatigue. Certain frequencies fatigue the ear. Certain voices fatigue the ear, some more than others. And by 10 minutes in, your ear is just tired and they can't listen, they can't take anything in anymore. So audio quality is crucial. And I think a lot of podcasts that you hear, they're not, it's not particularly up to scratch. Um, at the top level, there generally are because there are budgets. But if you're a podcaster and you're starting podcasting, if you're not taking audio quality very seriously, then it's not sustainable. And I know it's difficult and overwhelming. but. There are amazing kind of videos on YouTube that teach you how to actually... The one, and I'll just finish on this, the biggest mistake you hear on even top quality podcasts is they don't put filters in. So you hear these pops and you hear these loud bangs and people like that kind of bass frequency that really irritates the ear. And you're hearing, like, I I, I won't name the podcast, but they're highly budgeted podcasts in the UK, news podcasts that are go out either daily funded by BBC and funded by big organizations, but I'd be like, who's, who's mixing that? Because mm. that's, that's, that's just basic maths when it comes to audio. Uh, Lachlan, turn it to yourself. You've been a busy, busy man the last
3: couple of years since podcasting has really kicked off, and particularly mm-hmm. since it kicked off with the news talk as well. Do you want to give us just a little snapshot of some of the stuff that you've worked on uh, recently?
9: Oh, recently? Um, well, we have the Bertie Ahern podcast, which was pretty big. It was um, hour-long episodes, which we didn't foresee originally. Um, we have Inside the Crime, season one, season two. We have a weekly one, Let Me Explain, with Sean Defoe. Um, I've done some for Go Loud. I've done Unusual Suspects. We did Belly of the Beast with them as well. Um, and I'm kind of in the fortunate position where they have everything done, basically, and then it's just sent to me and says, do your thing. Um, so like, there's a lot of trust there. Like, A lot of trust had to be built originally as well. Um, but I'm in the kind of lucky position where I just get to play with sound, which is my, you know um, and podcasts has really opened that too and Breson made a good point there too about you know it's kind of fast everything's anxiety based and it's thrown at you and I think the number one tool people forget about when they're creating sound is, is silence just give people five seconds after a big moment to just take it in and think about what was said and because the last thing you want is I remember I did a documentary years ago and apologies for the language but there was a moment where we were in an ambulance in Africa and uh, about an hour previously, I'd been in the house and they got a call from the ambulance. and They were like, look, there's a child has actually been raped in a tribe, we have to go pick up the kid. And I didn't have my gear ready and they just went. And then an hour later, they came back and they sat down. And as we sat down to eat, the phone rang again, sent another kid in the same tribe. And the man looked at me and says, get your gear, we need to tell a story. So we're in the ambulance and he's telling his story in the ambulance the whole way. And when I went to edit it afterwards, Uh, it was very fast-paced. You know, he's obviously high on adrenaline getting here. Um, But in the edit suite, you're able to create those spaces. So I could take the B-roll, basically, of the ambulance sound and the sound of us going through the outback, basically rattling ambulance. And the moment where he talks about this child, I just stopped everything. And it's just the sound of the ambulance going through. And you can hear the anxiety, the silence, and... To me, that was one of the best moments I've ever made because it wasn't in the original part in that world, but you create that kind of moment for people to be like, oh my God, this is actually real, this is dramatic. I just let it breathe a bit. So in terms of audio, I think people need to think about Space as well as just blasting people with sound, which I love to do as well.
3: Yeah, and it's, so it's almost like giving giving that moment the actual impact it deserves. Mm. In maybe what that wasn't there so much originally, but it deserves it, and yeah. you can do that.
9: I have a brother who's big into video, like he's a, a video editor, um, but he's kind of bound by the visuals. You know, he ha- like if he has an idea, it could cost him thousands to create that idea, um, like a reconstruction or something. Uh, whereas with audio, you can just basically lie to the ears. We did a documentary in the past where it was a woman adopted a kid and she forgot to record the actual door opening of the hospital where they introduced her and everything. So basically went out the back of the studio, grabbed someone in the, in the building and opened up a door, pretended to it and recorded the whole thing and mixed it with the real ambience that they had. And listeners, none the wiser. Whereas if we had to reconstruct that from scratch for video, we'd have to either use cgi or travel all the way back out to africa and we record that whole scene so i love audio in that sense like you can really create a world um and the listeners none the wiser
0: lachlan hart there from news talk a sound man in every sense of the word now after lunch which was delicious apparently attendees moved on and we got an insight into the life behind one of ireland's most popular and successful podcasters Darren garrahi Darren, of course, a personality in her own right on radio and TV and creator of Laughs of Your Life podcasts. Darren give us some invaluable insights and advice as regards podcasting.
10: They are questions that people you just don't think about and they're not asked in general interviews. And usually if they're doing like a junket with a radio station or a podcast that's kind of just generally conversational with no major, majorly rigid format, you don't have to think about these things. But when you're actually asked, and I would get messages on Instagram and stuff from people being like, God, it really got me. I, I posed some of the questions at the family, you know, dinner table the other night and some of the stuff it brought up for all of us and the way we remembered different things differently. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great.
3: Yeah, and, but it also, you see, I think we talked earlier on about, like, saturation and there's yeah. certain formats that are quite saturated, interviews being one of them, obviously, you know, but for no, and for every good reason that there, people love listening to good interviews and good conversations. Yeah. But in a saturated competitive market, you have to have a hook. There has to be something slightly different that you're, is very clear up the front before you ever press play, that yeah. you're going to get something different in this. Yes. And that, I think that's part of the success of of, of what you've created.
10: Well, yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, like, even the likes of Micheal Martin last year I had on. And, you know, it's I asked him his uh, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? And he talked about sea swimming. And I kind of slagged him at the start. be like, oh, God, you're one of those. Do you have a dry robe? And... Uh, you know, and you just don't, I, I suppose you don't see him in that setting ever, really. Not to toot my own flute, but you know what I mean? You, like, you don't see him in that kind of casual way. And he spoke about it and he said, yeah, it's, you know, and the way he talked about that. So whether it's a political figure or it's, as I say, somebody who's kind of up and coming or it's a singer or whatever it is, it's these questions that in, they just don't really get asked a whole lot, which is what I think makes it stand out at times.
0: Darren he there with some insights in relation to what you should be thinking about for your podcast if you're thinking about one. Now moving on to the international perspective on podcasting and this is the final panel. In this, the discussion kind of explored international trends, insights and ever expanding reach of podcasts. Uh, this was led by Mira Kumar, award-winning podcast producer and creator and Martin Liss, audio management consultant. Uh, this panel gave attendees a broad perspective on the unique approaches adopted by podcast Worldwide, we start with Mira, who gave us some learnings about understanding the target
3: audience.
11: I think there's a difference between what people actually want to hear and what we get asked to make. Um,
3: You're the bit of the, you. You have to translate. You have to, to, to keep both people happy. Then,
11: yeah, because there are. Um, we'll probably come on to this when we talk about monetization, but production companies and commissioners are very interested in stories that they can then sell to television, they can sell the IP and they can turn that into a TV show, they can turn it into a documentary, they can get Martin Scorsese to direct a movie about the story, whatever. So, often decisions at the moment are quite uh, on what stories we tell are quite business focused on that side of things. Listeners, I think you can see what they like because you can see what charts and I I don't think that means that you should just go look at what charts and then replicate that or or make something very similar. I just think it's a good indication as to what people find enjoyable, what is currently out there that they like. There's gonna be lots that is not out there that they would love to see. But in order to find that out, you need to be where those people are. So if you think I could probably make content that appeals to X generation, what is it, Gen Z, and they're on TikTok. So be on TikTok, consume the content that they consume, familiarize yourself. Um, it doesn't mean you need to be out there doing like TikTok dances, but like understand what it is that makes them laugh, what it is they want to talk about, what angle do they want to take on the news, for example. It's going to be a very different type of content that they want to consume. It's still news, but it's different. So just be where they are. And and I think that then gives you an indication. I, I can't say specifically what do people want to hear because everybody wants to hear something different. but. If you know that you could appeal to a certain type of audience, go where they are and interact with them in the comments, read the comments, devour that content. And I think very, very soon it will feel instinctive to you. Like, what do people like? What goes viral? What do people say in the comments of stuff? What are they quoting? What, um, And then you'll start to recognize it in real life. You'll hear people on the tube make a reference to like a TikTok sound that has gone viral and it's just part of their vernacular now. So, I think that is the best way to discover what people like and what they're interested in.
3: Um, Martin, some
12: tips, any, any advice in your experience that, that works? Well social media really really helps. Uh, YouTube is the seg- second biggest distributor in Germany of audio. Is it? Yeah, if you go to the next uh, slide. We've done, my company has done a research on the efficiency and use, usability of corporate podcasts and one, uh, this one says um, which platforms are being used for podcasts, YouTube is being underestimated, podcast apps with potential. So Spotify is number one, YouTube is number two. Out of a thousand and fifty people, 30 representative for the Republic of Germany, And 39% say that they go to YouTube for listening to podcasts. That doesn't mean exclusively. That doesn't mean they listen to everything. But it means the thing is there. And we audio people tend to neglect YouTube, Mm -hmm. at least speaking from my experience. Um, So go to YouTube, make sure your podcast is on there. Go to Instagram and Facebook, make sure your podcast is on there. Can I just ask, because you asked this earlier, Colin. Would you recommend you put the full show up? No. No. I wouldn't. Teasers. I wouldn't for two reasons. One, it's really hard to make it visually interesting if you put the full thing on. Making a podcast isn't visually the most sexy thing to begin with. You know, it's people speaking into microphones usually. Okay. Especially if you're Uh, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Ed. Poor Ed. Um, So, no, I wouldn't. I would use it as a teasing platform. I would take little grabs. My role model would be, for example, like LBC does it with, uh, with, their, with the grabs from their shows. Yeah. They have two, three minutes of, a, of, a, of where someone comes really to the point or says something outrageous or m- makes a point, And then they say, now listen to this and get the full show there. That's basically how I would do it.
0: Martin List there,
12: an audio management consultant.
0: Well... Wow. What a day. So hopefully you've taken some learnings from that today and hopefully you'll start to podcast yourself or maybe you'll improve your own podcast. That's the idea behind this and indeed the Learning Waves podcast day uh, which happened on Wednesday the 25th of October. Super job and thank you to everybody who took part and uh, hope you enjoyed if you attended. Well done to Teresa Hanratty and also to Hannah Casey, who produced this episode. I'm Andy Matthews. This has been Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. Thank you. Till next time. Take care. The Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. To get in
1: touch, email info at learningwaves.ie.